Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. And so then I left my last church, and I went out on the field. I made mention of the fact that I preached for Brother Tipton first, Ken's dad-in-law, Brother Lynette's daddy mother. Well, I went into the service one day. I'd always stay back and pray about time they'd turn it to me. And I went into the service one night, and I sat down to one side because they were singing up front. So I, there's a pew to one side, nobody on it. And I just sat down right up close to the platform. And, and suddenly, I, now really, I, I couldn't understand. Never had anything like that happen to me before in my life. My right side is like a sharp cutting pain. And, and I, I put my hand on it, and I realized, I'm not hurting, and yet it's there. And I said, Lord, what is that? I, I'm, not, I'm not really hurting, but I feel that. And see, this is the Assembly of God Church. And the, and the Spirit of God said to me, see, I'm talking about the Word of Knowledge now in connection with gifts of healing. Spirit of God said to me, that's that presbyter's wife, the Assembly of God presbyter, pastor of a church five miles away, he'd come over to visit. That's his wife. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today, we continue the series, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits by Kenneth E. Hagan. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. And so she's going taking these treatments. I had wondered. I really knew about it. And, and, and we'd pray maybe on Wednesday night she didn't come and her daughter played the piano. And she'd say, Mama's not feeling well. Pray for her. And we'd pray in a general way, you see. But she never came up any time when we was laying hands on the sick or known him with oil. I wondered why and thought about asking her. But, you know, that never did come to that place. But see, about that time, she stepped out and started down the aisle. When she did, the Spirit of God in me said, she's the one. I said, Sister Ratton, if you're the one, come on. And we laid hands on her and the tumor disappeared. Sunday morning, I said, how do you know? She went Tuesday for her, supposedly for her treatment, said, I want you to take an x-ray picture of my lung. Doctor said, we don't need any more. We've got all we need. Yeah, but I want you to take one. Something's happened. He said, how do you know? She said, well, I just know. Well, what's happened? They said, you go ahead and take the picture and then I'll tell you. And Brother Ratliff told me, he said they took five x-rays. They kept turning different. And finally, way in the afternoon, they got there at 8 o'clock that morning, way in the afternoon, about 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon, he said the three of the doctors got me and her together and said, we don't understand it. It's disappeared. It's disappeared. We wouldn't believe it was there, but here's this x-ray picture. He said you could see this white, you know, look like a wasp nest in her lung, big as a man's fist. He said, do you see that, that, that tumor? But see this picture here now, all these five we've taken. It's gone. What happened? She told him what happened. And they just smiled and said, well, it worked, didn't it? <laughs> I've always got along with doctors better than did preachers. <laughs> doctors in the healing business, they want to see people get well. Preachers would rather see them die, so it proves I'm right. Healing's not for us. <laughs> Amen. Well, now that was the first, that was the beginning. Then Sister Ratliff testified about, you know, the doctor said you healed. Many years later, we talked to her, still healed. She said, Brother Hagin, you say, why does God do things like that anyway? Well, these are twofold purpose. We're talking about plans, purposes, and pursuits. My, my, we could preach a month or a year. Why does God do things like that? Well, first of all, is signs. We read the Word of God talks about signs. Well, what's a sign? You start into the city, you're going to come down here to this. We come down to Broken Arrow Freeway and get off down there. See, we see a sign said Maxwell Convention Center. You turn on Houston, you see. That's a sign directing you to the right direction. God will heal people sometime as signs that he's still in the healing business. That lets you know he's still alive and well. Well, don't know heal everybody as signs because once you've seen the sign, it ought to inspire your faith to believe God for yourself. 
And then secondly, there are those like Sister Ratliff. She said, Brother Hagin, you may wonder why I didn't come up in the healing line sometime or another. See, I knew nothing about it. I'd just come to pastor that church. And they hadn't been coming to that church but about a year of themselves, she and her husband. You see? I knew nothing about it. She said, I made such a mess of my life. Of course, that's just letting the devil talk to you. I made such, she said, I've been married and divorced four times. I just felt so unworthy. I wouldn't come. And yet God singled her out. Praise God. In front of the whole crowd and worked a miracle in her. You said, God endorsed from divorce? No, all that happened in her past. When she got born again, it's all gone. I said, it's all gone. I said, it's all gone. I said, it's all gone. Thank God. Amen. Well, that was the beginning. That didn't just work every service, even as a pastor. That didn't work every service, but it worked periodically. We just, and if it's not working, I just went ahead and laid hands on people. Because the Bible said they'll lay hands in faith, you see, and we saw people constantly healed. But at the same time, you'd have these other things working and manifest themselves as the Spirit wills. Not as I will, but as the Spirit wills. And so then I left my last church. And I went out on the field. I made mention of the fact I preached for Brother Tipton first, Ken's daddy-in-law, Brother Lynette's daddy mother. Well, I went into the service one day. I'd always stay back and pray about the time they'd turn it to me. And I went into the service one night. And I sat down to one side because they were singing up front. So I, there's a pew to one side, nobody on it. And I just sat down right up close to the platform. And, and suddenly, I, now really, I, I couldn't understand. Never had anything like that happen to me before in my life. My right side is like a sharp cutting pain. And, and I, I put my hand on it and I realized, I'm not hurting, and yet it's there. And I said, Lord, what is that? I, I'm, not, I'm not really hurting, but I feel that. And see, this is Assembly of God Church. And the, and the Spirit of God said to me, see, I'm talking about the word of knowledge now in connection with gifts of healing. Spirit of God said to me, that's that presbyter's wife, the Assembly of God presbyter, pastor of a church five miles away, and he'd come over to visit. That's his wife. And you pick that up, you see, and you feel that in your own body. That's her. Uh, and, and she's a... Uh, Scheduled for surgery. But when you get up there before you ever preach, just simply call her up there and pray and she won't have the surgery to be healed. They're supposed to remove the ovary on the right side. And so I did and he did and she did and he did. <laughs> Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Now, on the field, in field ministry then out there, that would operate more. Manifest itself more and more. And so we see that. But right on the other hand, the word of knowledge doesn't just go along with, uh, with healings. But usually in the evangelist office, it will be confined mostly entirely in the healing. And I'm just quoting Jesus on this, uh, in the healing ministry. But in, in the prophet's ministry, and of course the word of knowledge may be manifested through anyone as the spirit wills. But when one's in the ministry, there's a more of a continuous manifestation of those things. Now, for instance, in the days of the voice of healing, the Lord said to me, just as plainly, I mean, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, when you operate in that office, the word comes to you. You almost look around and see who said it. That's how real it is to you. And he said to me, the, the leading evangelist, that is with the voice of healing, they were two leading evangelists. In other words, they, they'd had the biggest crowds and the biggest tent. Brother Roberts was not in the voice of healing, but this man had just as big a tent as Brother Roberts had. And the Lord said to me, you go tell him he's not going to live much longer. And he's only 35 years old. You go tell him he's not going to live much longer. Unless he judges himself. Judges himself, number one, in, on love and walk in love towards his fellow minister. Number two, judges himself on money. One thing Jesus said to me in that first vision, I don't always refer to it. But he said to me after he had 
talked to me for an hour and a half and said, be faithful, fulfill your ministry, the time's short. And you know, that was 37 years ago, this coming September the 2nd. And if it was short then, it's 37 years shorter now. And he walked away just like somebody holding a conversation. You'd turn around and walk off. And he walked about three or four steps and he turned around and came back to me. And he said, there are two things you need to be careful of. Be very careful of. Number one, be sure you give for everything that happens. Give all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory unto me. Take no glory unto thyself. Secondly, be careful about money. Be careful about money. He said that second time, very twice, he emphasized. Be careful about money. Many whom I've called to such a ministry and on whom I place my spirit have become money-minded and have lost the anointed. I don't want to do that. I've been over, bent over backwards to be careful about money. Because he said many people, there are many folks with children that, that are uh, crippled and, and other things that would give thousands of dollars for their deliverance. In fact, I've had people to try to pay me, but I can't do it. He said, only receive offerings as you've been doing. And thank God we've seen some of them. I was preaching a camp meeting here for the Simmons. God, a little, little, little uh, uh, sectional camp meeting down southeast Oklahoma in, in the park of Hugo, Oklahoma, the city park. And a lady brought her little daughter. Our, our little boy, that is. He's between four and five years old. And see, this is 1951, before the salt vaccine. And the child had polio when he was 14 months old. And uh, those little old legs, he should never walk another step. And those little old legs wasn't any big around that, just like pipe stems, just dangling like a rag doll. Well, now, I, I prayed with the ordinary anointing, which will affect any healing, but the glory came down on me. I, I couldn't see a thing. It's like I'm sitting in the cloud. Last thing I remember, I took this, I had to ask my wife, what happened? Last thing I remember, I took the child, because I'm sitting in the chair on the platform, I took the child and set it in my lap. That's the last thing I remember. I don't mean I'm unconscious. I mean, I'm just, the glory came down on me. I'm like I'm in a thick cloud. And uh, the next thing I know, the child is running up and down the platform, just running from one side to the other. Healed right there in front of everybody. And I'll tell you folks, I can understand why they thronged Jesus. I'll tell you, we was in a little tent in the city park. Some people don't come, but they tell me, you know, that people just started running and say, my Lord, we didn't know that many people. They started running from everywhere. Preachers had to get around me. Assembly God preached, had to get around me, hold the crowd off. They thought I did that. No, the Holy Ghost manifesting through you did. That don't mean you can do that with everybody. Now you can lay hands on them in faith with the ordinary anointing and minister to it. Now, why am I speaking like this to you? God wants to do those things. They didn't just belong back there somewhere. See, the outpouring started in 1906 in the old Azusa Street Mission in Los Angeles. Remember that? But it said 1907, it began to spread. It began to spread not only nationwide, but inter internationally wide. See, it began to spread that wave. See, well, in 1947, 40 years later, the healing revival started. There was a wave. I got in on it, you know. But, uh, but uh, it's the easiest thing in the world, get people healed. You've really never seen anything like we had then, today. Easiest thing in the world to get people here. One assembly God Vandis told me, a lady Vandis told me, there's 60 some odd years, said, my husband and I, actually they're more exhorted, said, we just sang, he played the piano, we sang, she's the main preacher, been a Vandis for 30 some odd years. We never did pray for anybody, never laid hands on anybody. I mean, we just weren't, uh, we, we, you know, we just get whole meeting, get people saved, filled with the Spirit, you know, and exhort a little bit. Mostly singing ministry, you know, and she would exhort. But said, uh, you know, this wave come along, everybody's doing it, we decided we would. First person I laid hands on was a totally blind person, instantly healed. 
said, like scared me dead. Easiest thing in the world, there's just a healing. It's just in the air. It's just in the air. Easiest thing in the world to get deaf and dumb people healed. Easiest thing in the world to get folks healed. When some of the most miraculous things you've ever seen in your life. Just, just, just happened. Just, that, that's, that's coming back. Amen. That'll be in on this mood. That's the reason I'm preaching like this. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. The CD series, Camp Meeting Classics, Volume 1 for $19.95. Featuring classic camp meeting sermons from Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, Oral Roberts, and John Osteen. Call today and get this month's special offer now. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Don't forget, if you're in the Oklahoma City area, we have Rama Bible Church there on Sunday night live. It's not video, yep. live at 8921 Northwest Expressway in Oklahoma City. Come and visit and be a part of it. And somebody said, well, why Sunday night? Well, you know, they started Saturday night services so you could have the whole uh, day Sunday off. I said, well, hey, enjoy the weekend That's and right. come and enjoy Sunday morning on Sunday night. That's and, right. and a lot of people are, are doing that and it's great. What a great way to start the week. Yes, what right. a great way. Men, don't miss this year's Call to Arms Men's Conference this November 7th through 9th in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Join conference host Ken Hagen plus Todd White and Andre Butler. Don't miss the Straight Talk workshops, luncheon, and powerful ministry time. Register now for just $60 at rhema.org CTA or call 918-258-1588, extension 2238. Don't wait. Register today. Make plans to join us next week at this same time and station for more of this series by Kenneth E. Hagan. That's next week here on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.